Prisoners. Welcome back to Hackberry House, a podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted Church of North Korea. My name is Bob. This is podcast number 351. It is December 20, 2015. Well, our brother Hyun Sulim sits in jail today. Let me tell you his story a couple of times. Let me tell it from a CNN report. You can take that for what it's worth. It's not all that bad. And then we'll go to ICC, International Christian Concern, a group like Voice of the Martyrs and Open Doors that works with the persecuted believers. And just for the record, I was not able to find this story on Voice of the Martyrs or Open Doors just yet. I'm sure they'll, they'll get a hold of it soon. From CNN, a Canadian pastor detained in North Korea for 10 months has now been sentenced to life in prison there for subversion. The Reverend Hyun Soo Lim was found guilty of anti-government activities and of spreading false propaganda. That's what the Chinese state news agency Xinhua said. The Supreme Court announced that Lim was guilty of joining the United States and South Korea in anti-North Korea human rights racket and fabricating and circulating false propaganda materials, tarnishing the country's image, Xinhua said. His punishment? A lifetime of labor, the agency said. Now, Lim is 60 years old. He ministers to the 3,000-member Light Korean Presbyterian Church in Toronto. He's a Canadian citizen who emigrated from South Korea in 1986. He traveled to North Korea from China on January 30 on a routine humanitarian trip, a spokeswoman for his family said. He was detained in February. Lim had visited the country over 100 times, his family said. On this trip, he planned to to tend to aid projects established by his church in the northeastern city of Rajin, including an orphanage, a nursery, and a nursing home. It is this tremendous love for the people of of North Korea that motivated Mr. Lim to travel to the nation over 100 times, said family spokeswoman Lisa Pak. But North Korea painted a different picture of his motivation, according to CNN. In July, Lim was brought out to a news conference where he read from a statement confessing to activities aimed at toppling the North Korean government, according to the country's state-run news agency, KCNA. You know how much that's worth in terms of truth. The purpose that I traveled, he confesses, under coercion, we know. The purpose that I traveled about several parts of the country on the pretext of aid was to build a base, to overthrow the system of the country and create a religious state, taking advantage of the policies of the U.S. and South Korean authorities, Lim said, according to the Associated Press, which was present for the news conference. AP reported it was delivered in front of a packed room of Pyongyang-based journalists. Westerners held previously in North Korea have said that their confessions were given under pressure from the state. Duh, I think we know that one, right? In April, 
U.S. citizen Sandra Su was released from detention in the country and deported to the United States after admitting to plot breeding and propaganda against the DPRK, another name for North Korea. That's according to KCNA in the North Korean uh, system, uh, uh, broadcast system. In August, North Korea released footage of Lim confessing again, this time at a Pyongyang church. And there's your second laugh, if anything can be laughed at at this time. But we know that the Pyongyang church, not exactly a Holy Spirit-filled place. My biggest crime, he said, is my act of blindness in severely insulting the highest dignity and system the DPRK, Lim is shown saying to a church congregation while dressed in a dark suit and tie. The video was posted on Yurimin Zokiri, a state-run propaganda website. And that church service took place on August the 2nd at Pyongyang's Bangsu Church. There are several places of worship in that North Korean capital, including the Protestant church where Lim appeared. It's known to be used for propaganda purposes, but run by state-monitored religious associations. And it's also true that uh, if you go, you, if you happen to want to visit Protestant and Catholic in the same day, but at different times, uh, well, you'd have to do it at different times, you would come out of one church and you'd go to the other church a little bit later and you'd see some of the same people there, if not all the same people, because they're all actors in the church there. Well, Canada has limited diplomatic relations with this reclusive country, but behind the scenes, the Canadian government waged an aggressive campaign to win Lim's, Lim's freedom, according to a source with knowledge of the proceedings. Two delegations from the Canadian Assembly in Seoul held back-channel meetings with North Korean officials in Pyongyang, most recently after Canadian Thanksgiving in October. And Canadian consular officials spoke informally with North Korean delegates on the sidelines of United Nations meetings, the source said. In November, a new set of state officials in Canada loaded into power after the victory of Justin Trudeau and his Liberal Party in a general election last month, were charged with bringing Lim home. Well, we will see about that. Canada's election perhaps gives some hope to the family of Hyun Su Lim. Um, that's from CNN. Pretty good stuff, I think. I think you can trust most of that. I, I want to just, I'm going to read probably some things that you, I just read, but I want to read them from ICC to you. For one thing, I want to get these facts into your brain, your heart, so that you'll be praying. Here's what ICC wrote, and maybe they use CNN as a source. The Canadian government, in one of the country's largest churches, said on Thursday they hope the sentencing of a pastor to a life of hard labor in North Korea will at least bring new avenues of consular access after months without contact. Oh, my. So there we're hearing about the Canadian government's slippage. They also said they hoped for the quick release of the pastor, who is South Korean-born Hyun Soo Lim. Lim, held by North Korea since February, was sentenced to hard labor for a life 
for life, for subversion. And that's what North Korea's official KCNA news agency reported on Wednesday, a sentence that Canada called unduly harsh. The conclusion of the trial of Lim, who had been traveling to North Korea since 1997, could finally allow Canadian officials to visit the 60-year-old pastor, possibly secure his release, a spokesman for Canada's Foreign Affairs Department said on Thursday. Our priority now is to get access to Mr. Lim. Canadian officials are aggressively working on that as we speak, and then to work on next steps with the North Korean government with the hope that he'll be returned to Canada as soon as is possible, spokesman Adam Barat said. He said Canada's request for access to Lim to check on his health and convey messages from his family and congregation have been repeatedly denied by North Korea. Lim had been doing humanitarian work in North Korea since 1997, according to his Toronto church, the 3,000-member Light Korean Presbyterian Church. North Korea's highest court said Lim had attempted to overthrow the government and undermined its social system with, quote, religious activities for the past 18 years, China's official news agency reported. Now, North Korea had previously sentenced Korean-American missionary Kenneth Bay to 15 years of hard labor, but released him last year after holding him for two years. Lim's church said they hope Lim's sentencing will bring similar relief. We hope that he knows that there is a global community who is praying for him and also working hard to secure his release. We hope that he remembers his family and congregation and how much they love him, church spokeswoman Lisa Puck said in an email. Lim, who has lived in Canada since 1986 and is a Canadian citizen, is the only Western citizen known to be held currently in North Korea. Both North Korea and neighboring China have clamped down on Christian groups in recent years. Last year, Pyongyang released three detained Americans, including Bay and another man who had left a copy of the Bible at a club. That seems to be the end of the story. There was a little bit more in ICC story that I didn't print out, but you can go there yourself and read these stories, and I hope you'll read some of the stories of other prisoners being detained throughout the world, being tortured throughout the world, being killed throughout the world. I want to ask you to do this, not for me, but for the Lord and his person here, Pastor Lim. I want you to... Um, First, as soon as I'm finished talking here, and it will be soon, I want you to just stop and pray for this brother. Would you do that? Then if you have family in the house, would you gather them around? And would you have your family pray? And would you do that every day? Would you put up a, a notice on the refrigerator or somewhere in the house with this man's name on it? Let me have it spelled correctly now. Um, his name is Hyun. H-Y-E-O-N is Hyun. Hyun. And then Sue is S-O-O, and his last name, as we would look at it anyway, is Lim, L-I-M. We would say Hyang Su Lim, or Hyang Su Im, depending on uh, if you're speaking good Korean or not good Korean. Hyang Su Lim is how I say it anyway. You put his name up all over your house. Now, 
You're going to be in church uh, throughout the week. I hope you go two or three or four times a week, don't you? You you do fellowship a lot with your people. Well, when you're with them, would you, if if it's a prayer time, I don't want you to become obnoxious, but when the prayers requests are being asked, what would you bring this man's name up? You could even call a special event just for this man's name or for the suffering church in general. Special prayer event soon. Would you do that? Kind of make a resolution to do that sometime soon in 2016 so that you can be so rejoicing when the answer comes. You're going to be so happy when it happens. But oh, let me help you to understand there's a great stronghold of evil in that place in North Korea. Total, total evil. And so you're up against some real principalities and powers as Ephesians 6 tells us. It's not just, dear God, please help Brother Lim. No, come on. Come on. Let's kick it up a notch here. Let's start praying. Let's start praying. I don't know if you, I don't want you to turn on the tears and try to fake people. God, like like the people in North Korea do when they're crying over their dead leaders. I'm not talking about faking it, but there's got to be some reserve inside of you that says, Oh God, oh God, this is my brother. What if I were sitting there, God? What if I were sitting there? I can't handle this. You know, God hears that kind of prayer. If it's from the heart, don't use any of my words, but please, from your heart, ask God how to pray. Let him pray through you. His prayer, His Spirit will pray through you and get the work done. We always have to say, Thy will be done, but uh, oh my, we always have to obey what it says in Hebrews 13:3, where we began today. Remember the prisoners. And then it goes on to say, As though you were bound with them. I mean, a physical, you can almost feel their shoulder against yours and you're suffering together. Would you do that? Would you remember the prisoners today? bless you for that. Tomorrow, Monday, we will finish, Lord willing, that series on the five points of of, uh, Arminianism and the five points of Calvinism. Same five points. Finish that up. Tuesday, I'll take a break. Wednesday, it'll either be one good thing or another good thing. I'm trying to decide between two very good things. It's going to be a blessing when we come back together. So good to talk with you once more today. Remember, prisoners.